every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, a.k.a. Danny Granger's number one fan, here with... <laughs> wow. That was, okay. Uh, Ali, a.k.a. Danny Granger's number two fan. Wow. Uh, Raj, a.k.a. Danny Granger's number three fan. I was I was about to call you out so hard. I was about to be like, "You don't mess with Danny Granger if you didn't switch it up." <laughs> I thought I thought he was gonna go somewhere with Rambi or something like that. Ah, we're not going there yet. We're still happy. Sorry, still sorry, happy. sorry, sorry. Really quickly though, I want to clarify. There was a point in time where I thought Danny Granger had the potential to be one of the best players in the league, like before the injuries and before Paul George's rise to to the top on that Pacers team. I love like. When I played 2K, I would draft Danny Granger onto my my league every single time. I really liked him. That so. was that was me with Brandon Roy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would. I loved Brandon Roy on 2K. I would just like drain every single like mid range shot. I like Darren Williams a lot. That's random, but Darren Williams was like my 2K player. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, Darren because Darren Williams could do it all in 2K because he had the drill yeah. moves. He could hit the he could hit the mid range, the floaters. Yeah, not for sure. Gerald Green on 2K is like Michael Jordan though. <laughs> Oh yeah, Yo. that's so true. He legit was Michael Jordan. Like you, there's nothing you couldn't do. His three point, well, his, his three point shot was better than Michael Jordan in two K. You put Gerald Green and two- like and Jr. Smith together on, oh, yes. especially no. like in the mid, like the 2012 two K yeah. when they were when he was six man of the year. Put Yo, put, put Terrence Ross in there. Oh my god! Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Terrence Ross. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly nice nice summer deal candidate mid-level put put play some small ball five and put rudy gay at the five. Oh yes rudy gay too rudy mm-hmm. gay is like a 2k hall of famer yeah yeah that's yep. true who's rounding out that team there's there's four who's rounding out that team because that's four oh. players <laughs> it, it's a point guard and wings <laughs> <laughs> we I, I mean it's the celtics there it is there you go <laughs> jeez Last 2K thing. I was playing 2K last night, and they put Kuzma in at the 5. And I was like, oh, Luke no. got fired! We're not doing this anymore! <laughs> He's guarding uh, Embiid. I, no, no, yes, I was playing Philly in the finals. Yes, he was guarding Embiid. <laughs> I, I like caught P- PTSD. I was having flashbacks seeing Kuzma at the 5 again. I was at that... I, well, I was at the game when Julius was guarding uh, Embiid at the 5, and that was even bad, so... Oh, yeah. But at least, at least Julius like, at least Julius knew what he was doing. I don't yeah. even say knew what he was doing. It but just like, has a better shot at stopping. Yeah, Embiid. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Well, we when we get to Julius, that's how we're too far down the rabbit hole. No former <laughs> Laker talk, especially when we have such relevant and topical Laker news to discuss. Guys, Frank Vogel, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Give me, real quick, just give me your reaction in one word, Ali. You first. One word. Wow. Okay. Mine was going to be, eh. Yeah. I, I I was just shocked because I, I thought he was supposed to be assistant coach, no? <laughs> he, he moved up pretty quick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. like... um. There's there's like there's a theory of runoff voting. There's like a different voting technique called runoff voting where like the uh-huh. it's not like you don't run as president and vice president. Everybody just runs uh-huh. and the person with the second most votes is vice president. And it's like I mean that kind of sounds good, but like yeah. 
there's some competing theories going on if that's happening. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Like, we couldn't get our president. So we were just like, mm, just move the guy up to president. <laughs> no, fine. but what's even funnier is that he wasn't even the second option. He was the third option. It was first Monty and Tyron Lu. He's and the fourth option, right? Juwan Howard was, like, the guy that got interviewed. True. I, 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 I feel like I, I'll give him third option just because they didn't offer uh, right. su- supposedly they offered Monty the job. They didn't offer Juwan the job. So I'll, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, you know, maybe they first the worst. Oh no, that's not how that goes. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't even know where you were going with yeah, that. It's no like clue. first the thing, the first, the worst, second, the best, third, the nerd. It's, it's a very childish thing. I will, I will drop. Oh, that. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard it in a while, but I've, yeah, <laughs> I've heard I, I like literally I haven't said that in a while. And so that's why when I was saying, it, I was like, why am I saying this? All right, uh, I, I, maybe I need maybe that's a West Coast thing. I need to pick that up. Oh, you you never heard that? No, no. Have you heard something like "I know you are, but what am I"? I mean, yeah, I got that in the okay. bag. Okay, I'm a, right. vet, I'm a vet at that. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I got a super max in that. Um, <laughs> a, three, so, a three year deal. <laughs> um. Okay, so real quick, since we're talking about that, for me, first and foremost, there has to be a red flag. Right when like you you can't hire anyone because no one wants a three year deal, and they don't want you to to dictate your coaching staff. And then some guy comes along and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, I'll do." Like that's a red flag immediately. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping that Lakers would offer Frank Vogel a three year contract and him just saying no, and then it getting out to the media because I just wanted I. I was kind of upset that he accepted a three-year yeah. deal. I was hoping it'd be five. I was surprised he took it. Like, the coaching ranks is like a fraternity, right, usually? And everything kind of gets transferred off. I was surprised that he just, like, took that right away. Well, something that Pete was saying in on um, on Locked on Lakers mm-hmm. yesterday when, when Anthony and Pete recorded an emergency pod was that mm-hmm. it, a lot of guys don't get a third chance, um, especially for, like, a high-profile team, like, He's got he's this is his third head coaching job and he gets mm-hmm. to coach LeBron James and I feel like this is legitimately him just hopping at the opportunity like unwritten rules of the coaching fraternity be damned like three year deal be damned Jason yeah. Kidd be damned <laughs> um he's like you know I got I mean because he did he did kind of get a raw deal in Orlando with mm-hmm. you know that that front yeah, office that, was that, a mess yeah. Um, and I've I've spoken on this podcast about how everyone every player leaves Orlando and is all of a sudden useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so like obviously there were issues there. So I, I could totally see him just being like, "This is my shot," and and mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't get a third shot like that, especially for the Lakers, especially coaching LeBron James. So they didn't announce how much his contract was, right? No, I'm I, waiting. I'm I'm just waiting to see how much he got paid. I'm dying to just see like two million a year. Oh god! Oh my god! I I want to see how, how low ball they went, and he just yeah. was like, "All right, sure." Yeah. Rob Palinka started at one million. He's like, "You understand? I can't do that. Like, people will just destroy me for that." So you're saying he would have he would have taken the Rondo one year like nine million dollar deal? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what if it comes out that Jason Kidd's getting paid more than Frank Vogel? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh man! Jeez. Um. Okay. So real quick, this just this this is gonna be a little bit boring, but BJ Meta 
uh, tweeted out something that I want to I want to read off really quickly, and this is uh-huh. Frank Vogel's uh, team rankings offensively and defensively. Shout out uh-huh. BJ. Shout out BJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna list them uh-huh. off in order. So that's 2010 to 2016 Indiana teams, and then there's a jump 16 to 18 Orlando teams, uh-huh. right? So offense rankings starting with 2010 2011 and going all the way down to 18, 23rd, eighth, 19th, 21st. 23rd, 25th, 28th, 25th. There was an 8th in there. There was an 8th in there. There was a top 10. I, I think that was the year, actually, that they had Danny yeah. Granger and Paul George. Like, they were both good. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what um, year was the 8th? 11-12. Oh, so that's when they took Miami, right? I believe, to the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, ironically, that was also, they were 10th in defense that year, so it was really a good, pretty good offensive year for them. Oh, um nice. Switching to defense now, uh, starting again at 10-11, 12th, 10th, 1st, 1st, 8th, 3rd, and then, of course, Orlando, two years, 24th and 20th. <laughs> yeah, that I like a lot of people have mentioned, I, I kind of ignore the Orlando years. Yeah. Um, but, like, see, just from that, that's I know I keep bringing this up and it's a sad point, but that's why I got so excited from the pairing of Ty Lue and Frank Vogel because mm-hmm. Ty Lue is offensive-minded. While right. while Frank Vogel's defensive minded, it just it worked perfectly. The yeah. pairing was legit perfect, and Ty Lue did his job of going out there and finding someone for that role. Yeah, I think he's like a twentieth offense, twentieth in the league kind of offensive coach. Um, so yeah, hopefully he brings in like an offensive coordinator, not with the last name Kid. But. <laughs> no, Kid's only there to work with uh, Alonzo Ball, I think. Right? That's yeah. why they really want him. And turn uh, Brandon into Giannis. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. You know what they need to do, though? Have kid for one year and then fire him. Next year, he's Giannis. Or in two years, he's Giannis. <laughs> so <laughs> so we're playing 4D chess right now. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole point. They saw how it went down. They're like, all right, we just need you for one year. So we're playing 4D chess. Everyone else is playing basketball. So we yeah. got to like we gotta figure yeah. this out. yeah. Ingram yeah. comes out in defense of Jason Kidd saying, why did you fire him? And then he realizes he never needed him. There you go. It all works out. So this is really about to be another year of give LeBron the ball and let him try and figure things out. Because according to, to Cranges McBasketball's database in terms of offensive uh, offensive optimization. So Crane just has a, a stat that shows mm-hmm. how coaches optimize the talent that they have, the players that they have. Mm-hmm. And Frank Vogel ranks second to last. He has the penultimate position on that list um, in front of only our guy Luke Walton. Nowhere would go but up. So at least we went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We went up. We went up. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, and Jason Kidd had a very unimaginative offense in Milwaukee, also, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I just it's so not, what the hell? I <laughs> <laughs> you could see from our reactions that we're just like we don't want this guy. I just uh, it's just you know what, listeners, when you when you uh, when you're listening to this, go back to I think it was like our third one or something like that where Rick uh, <laughs> says his part into why. Um, kid wouldn't be too, it, it, he, he, okay. 
Rick, you go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you describe it. Look, man, I will say this, all right? And I don't know, I might have said this, I might have explained myself on our last podcast, which didn't get released because it was a Ty Lu victory lap podcast. <laughs> um and and we're gonna release that so you guys can hear the happiness in our voices in an alternate universe where the Lakers did what they were supposed to do and signed Ty Lu, hired cut Ty Lu. But I would just like to remind everyone that I did speak support for Jason Kidd. In a um, hypothetical sense, earlier on in the year, um, I would like to make a couple distinctions. One, we had a coach when I said that. A coach that I wanted to keep, and I said I wanted to keep. You never thought it was a realistic possibility. That's, that is that is the issue. That is the issue, right? It's, yeah. like, it's like if your girlfriend asks you, hey, babe, would you ever go to the ballet with me one day? And you're like, yeah, babe, of course. Like, why would I not? And then, like, a day later, she hands you the tickets, and it's a three-hour ballet, and you're like, holy s***. I thought you were joking. That's what happens. I got, I, now I'm at the ballet, so... My girlfriend doesn't like ballet, so I'm not going to get in trouble with that. It's all good. That was the perfect <laughs> metaphor. That was amazing. I know. Was well done. Well, I, I forgive you now for saying that you wanted Jason Kidd. That was that was, bril- I'm, that was hey, brilliant. I appreciate that. Of appreciate course, that. Of course. Somebody like tweeted me like, oh, we have Vogel plus Kidd. So that's PG plus um, Giannis or something like that. It's like, that's not the, how that works at all. Not that easy, huh? Just like that? Oh no no he said Lon- he's like J- um Vogel plus Kid which is, has to be Giannis plus you know Lonzo is gonna turn into Jason Kidd I was like that's not how that works at all you don't add those two and then equals into Jason. those two it's funny when when the signing happened I pictured it like totally like an SNL skit I pictured um Jason Kidd and Frank Vogel on the bench during a game and you know how like the head coach stands up and you know. Uh, leads the team and uh, calls out orders and you know it's just like normally standing not sitting down on the bench Mm -hmm. i picture it as an snl skit where like jason kidd starts standing up too and actually like goes a little bit past frank vogel trying to like lead the team frank vogel's like what are you doing he's like oh sorry man nothing i just you know i saw something that you didn't point out and just like starts doing stuff like that and then like turns around and looks at rob plink on the on in the stands and just (laughs) winks at him (laughs) (laughs) that's how i picture this is gonna be I, I want to say something real quick. I, I We've been over this. I live on the East Coast, so there's not a lot of Laker fans near me. So whenever I go into work, I'm like the resident Laker fan, right? Mm-hmm. So people always ask me, Rick, what do you uh, what do you feel about this? Like, what do you feel about this? <laughs> and for the past, like, three mm-hmm. days, I've just told everybody, I just want to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I don't care. None of it because it doesn't matter. It doesn't like if the coach would matter if it were Ty Lue. It would matter if you know Bob Myers was our president of basketball operations. It doesn't matter. Vogel's the coach. Rambus and Phil Jackson are behind the scenes. Phil Jackson's the shadow president. Jeannie's washing her hands of this because she quote unquote doesn't know. But ba- none of this matters. I just want to play basket. I just want to watch basketball. But the issue is, take leaving aside this messed up process, right? Leaving aside Phil mm-hmm. Jackson having an undue influence on this process, which we need to talk about explicitly. Yes. Even like even down across and I don't I'm not ignoring it by any stretch of the imagination, but for the sake of argument, leaving aside Jason Kidd's like history of domestic abuse and drunken driving, leaving mm-hmm. aside that, let's just look at the basketball I have to be excited about. Frank Vogel, terrible offensive optimization, mm-hmm. right? Um, now Jason Kidd is his second in command. Jason Kidd has tried to pull power plays in each of Absolutely. the two stops yep. where he has coached before. Not just that. He also, he had his stint with Byron Scott when he was on the Nets. 
Yeah. So it goes yeah. it goes way oh, back. Also, yeah. when he was in college and staged a mutiny on his college coach. Yep. So, like, I can't even get excited about basketball because I know they have literally set up a toxic situation. I'm genuinely waiting for them to say what they saw. I know that it came out that uh, that he can mentor Lonzo Ball and he's friends with Le- with LeBron. But I want they just need to come out and speak the front office. They need to come out and speak and say yeah. what the direction is. Why did you sign these guys? What did you see in them? Like I want to hear that from them. And I pray it's not for another like few weeks. They have to announce that now. People are tired of not hearing from the front office. I genuinely think a big part of the protest was because they have if they would have spoken in the past few days, that wouldn't have happened. They just they mm-hmm. need to explain why they're doing what they're doing. Exactly. And it's it's weird because somebody told me, like, I said, there has to be a press conference now. And they're like, no, they might just send Frank Volvo <laughs> up there by himself. And I, I laughed for a second and I thought, no, that's actually totally possible. Like, Frank Vogel can just have his own press conference and nobody could still speak until maybe after free agency, which I feel like might happen. They're waiting, like, to have, like, Kyrie or I think Pete messaged this on his pod, having, like, Kyrie up there next mm-hmm. to him or something like that. It's weird not hearing anything. Like, the Lakers' last game was, like, two, a month ago, and we haven't heard a thing other than Magic, obviously, yeah. quitting. I could but. see I, what my guess is, is. I could see Rob Palinka going up to introduce Frank Vogel, and they do that, and then they don't take questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, it's weird because I could totally see that, Which too. would look terrible. Like, the thing is, I, 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 I'm, shocked by, I'm not shocked by anything the Lakers are doing now, so I can't say I'd be shocked if this happens, but, like, they, they genuinely need I, to, like... If he goes out there with Frank Vogel, he has to answer whatever questions that people ask. I, I want to ask you guys: do Do you think they care about the optics right now? Like I heard Ramona say, like um, they heard really bad like reviews when they interviewed Jason Kidd, but that was like just a small part. They've been getting burned this whole time. Like, do they care about any of this that's going on online? Like the protests, or it? just like stuff online? Just in general, like just. Like the negative reviews I that think they've been getting. They see it, and I, to be honest, I think Jeannie mm-hmm. cares, but I think everyone surrounding mm-hmm. her is telling her it's fine. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Let's yeah. just do our thing. But I think, I genuinely think Jeannie cares because Jeannie, even though like people are like destroying Jeannie and everything, it's she genuinely does care, I believe. I believe she genuinely has yeah, a heart where she wants the Lakers to, to perform very well and she wants to bring them to the top of their game, but she doesn't know how to get them there. And the, and the way she's trying to get them there is through listening to people who surrounds her, like Linda Rambis and Kurt Rambis and Rob Plinka. And those are, those are just not the people that she needs to talk to regarding that. She needs to go outside of that bubble and talk to other people about it. And, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if she has. Maybe she has. But just from everything that's happening, it doesn't seem like it. I'm, re- I'm reading a book right now called Mistakes Were Made But Not By Me by a woman named C- Carol Tavris. And it, it's about cognitive dissonance and like when wh- wh- why we believe what we believe maybe when we're wrong. And one of the main points in the book is that like when you're doing something and you think you're doing good, like you think you're doing a good job, you think you're doing the thing right, and people are telling you like, no, like you're not. You're, mm-hmm. you're actually, you're messing this up right now. We as human beings have a tendency to like, instead of like hearing that, we insulate and we go, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one doing the thing. Mm -hmm. So I just need to focus. Instead of hearing your feedback, I need to focus more on my own ideas 
because you're not understanding what I'm trying to do. It's not that I'm wrong. You don't understand how right I am. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's happening with, with, with the Lakers front office. Like, because even if they're, Okay, there's two possibilities, right? Because there are a bunch of reports that, oh, they, they, they care about the optics. They hear things. They, they, they don't like the negative feedback. Uh-huh. So either one, they're hearing it and they just don't give a <laughs> And that's just not the way Jeannie operates, right? Yeah. Like that's that's not who she is as a uh-huh. person. Mm-hmm. Or two, they're hearing it and they're they're saying, oh, no, no, no. You guys just don't get it yet. Just bear with us exactly. and you'll understand eventually. Yeah, that's – yeah. There's a high possibility of that. That is honestly scarier than the yep. first one. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like LeBron said when Magic stepped away. If, if Magic stepped away and said, "Hey, Bron, kiss my ass, I'm gone," he could understand that. We could all understand that. Exactly. Yeah. But for Magic yeah. to just go, "Uh-uh, there's some <laughs> going on, and I'm not gonna tell y'all, but whoa, <laughs> the truth will come out." Yeah. And then walk away. <laughs> that's scary. That's legitimately that's frightening. Really it's funny how that part got like hidden, you know? It was just like, oh my God, how can Magic quit? And then the little part was, but there's some <laughs> shit going on here. And like, we were also shocked that Magic stepped away that like no yeah, one stopped to think exactly. about, yo, Magic Johnson just walked away from this mm-hmm. on a whim because mm-hmm. he was like, I can't do this anymore. That should tell us something about what's going on. I, you, everybody's waiting for the 30 for 30 on this. It's probably not going to come out for like another 10 years or so, but there will be a 30 for 30 on this probably. Be produced, produced by, by yeah, Kurt Rambis. Oh, I was oh. going to say Jim Buss, but... Oh, <laughs> they'll work together on that. <laughs> um, So, it, real quick real quick tangent aside. So, um, I, I, I work in basketball. One of the things... One of the... Re- literally, not one of... The reason I work in basketball is so that I can one day build up a resume enough to apply for a job at the Lakers. Right? That's literally the entirety of my pre- professional career to this point. So, when Magic got hired, I was like... Oh man, the Lakers kind of have their stuff together, and it's magic. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to get a job there because they're gonna keep it in house for forever, and they just got it now. Like it's done. They got it now. It's magic and Rob. And now I'm like, man, I got like 10, 15 years. I can go work for the Wizards. I can go get some experience. I can go get a law degree. Like by the time I'm like 45, maybe the Lakers will have their shit together, and I can apply to a job. <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't get your hopes up for 45. No, no, for maybe that's that's a little young, right? Well, I know somebody who works there, so like maybe he can help it out. But with the way this is going, who knows? Maybe he'll leave too. <laughs> oh, Your man. friend's gonna bounce, but he'll he'll at least tell you on like magic. He'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick, kiss my ass. I'm gone. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, can we discuss Phil Jackson real quick? Absolutely. Is, is this 2001? Mean? Like what? <laughs> Are we running the triangle again? I know. Is Kobe back? What are we doing? <laughs> so I was I was on the phone. I was on the phone with my with my Knicks fan girlfriend before we started here, and she was saying we were just discussing how like this has been a recurring theme on Twitter and in conversation, like oh the Lakers are turning the Knicks, the Lakers are turning the Knicks, and come to find out, the Lakers are the Knicks. Like this is not a joke anymore. We have the clueless owner who just wants to like. There's one difference though, and I'll illuminate that at the end. We have this clues owner who just puts people in charge and like, hands off, you, you're in charge now. It's not my job, you're in charge now. As they just ruin things, mm-hmm. ruin everything. Ignore. Now we have fans protesting in front of the Staples Center, just like fans did in front of MSG, yelling at yelling at Dolan inside MSG. We have sell the team chants going, just like in MSG. 
we have outdated head coaches now. Fizz maybe not because you know he mm-hmm. you know that that's a new day. Yeah. But Jeff Hornacek, well, that's, that's that's to be seen. Oh, to be seen, of course, yeah. to be determined. But I mean, that's a different that's a different uh you know at least at least Phil you know came came of age for those those Heat teams that kind of helped transition the way yeah. the NBA teams play defense. Yeah. You know, he was a head coach recently. Hornacek, Rambis. Derek Fisher, who I don't even like, I don't even know how he got the LA Sparks job. To be honest with you, like I don't. That's another like networking, keep it all in the family thing. Because I don't know what his qualifications were. I found out about that today. I was like, whoa, when when did he get that job? Yeah, yeah. like what? Him like Neck and Shanae Ogumakar is and like Derek Fisher. Like this is who Candace Parker's got to be hot. To also, be, to be fair, uh, I at my gym. I see Candace Parker and Derek Fisher uh, working together a lot on the court. So that's pretty cool. I, I, he's actually putting in work in that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was watching uh, WNBA preseason last night because that's what happens when they just play off basketball on. Mm-hmm. And Candace Parker hurt her hamstring. And I was really sad. Oh, what? Um, yeah, she like she pulled up and went straight back to the locker room like and didn't Damn. come back. So prayers up to Candace because yeah, that's trash. Yeah, prayers up. That's trash. Anyway, back on the Lakers. So, like, <laughs> please continue. Yeah. The the one difference I saw is that, like, James Dolan, Jimmy Dolan, will throw money at the issue, and mm-hmm. then wash his hands of it. Mm-hmm. But we can't even do that no. with Genie because one, Genie's too close to everyone involved. Mm-hmm. James Dolan didn't know Phil Jackson. He just knew that Phil Jackson was Phil Jackson, and he said. Here's $30 million. Yeah. Do basketball. Yeah. Right? But Jeannie doesn't even have that amount of separation. Mm-hmm. Also, James she, Dolan she, owns other businesses. He's a billionaire. And this is yeah. the Lakers. This is the Bus family's only source of income. And that is beginning to concern me. That's that's where I wish they could have thrown, like like you said for that, I wish they would have just thrown David Griffin money and just be like, here you go. Do basketball. Just take care of things. We're getting called broke, which yeah. is very weird. Yeah. Like, like we're usually like number one on the Forbes list, number one in revenue, number one obviously behind the Knicks, I believe, in revenue sharing. But now we're getting called broke. That's very weird and strange. Uh, it's concerning. Um, yeah. Because I, don't, I don't know. Like the 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 revenue sharing system is it's I mean it's not punitive so to speak, but it mm-hmm. does put a dent in in the Lakers' revenue, right? Mm-hmm. But we just signed LeBron James. Like, there's no way we're, you know, like, we can't spend an extra couple on a good GM or a good player basketball operations. Yeah, that's, like, why, that's why it was a little little iffy. When I read that, I was like, interesting. Like, I, I he know of that, but I'm sure, I'm sure that that isn't the, like, complete truth. Mm-hmm. There's just no, I just, I mean, I have no proof of that. Like, none of us have proof of that. But, like, I just right. feel like there's no way. Yeah. One of the reasons people are calling the Lakers broke is because you think about the names that were like brought up ever since Magic stepped down, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you throw money at Bob Myers, Masai Ujiri, right. yeah. David Griffin, like you know, Gerson Rosas. These these guys, you just throw money at them, and they'll come. Everybody wants to be the Lakers uh, president of basketball operations, and then people realize we weren't, you know, we weren't going to have a bit president of basketball operations, and then we know we are. Kurt Rambis. Excuse me. Kurt Rambis <laughs> and Vice President Phil Jackson. Um, and then we have these nego- and but we don't throw money at any of those guys. We just don't hire the position. And then we're hiring a, a head coach and we, we we 
we cheaped Ty Lu out over a year. Six mm-hmm. million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six million dollars. See, but I think that's just the Lakers. That's half a KCP. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a quarter of a KCP. Oh, excuse, yeah, I mean, yeah, total. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I just genuinely believe that if they, if there's, there's, like I said, there's no way in that. I think that's just them being maybe cheap and not wanting to throw all that money at them and just thinking like. It's, again, maybe part of the problem that was with the Lakers where they would sell free agents. I think they're thinking, we're the Lakers. You probably want to come here and coach. We can offer you this smaller contract and you'll still say yes. I, I thought it was funny that, like, it got released that Ty Lu kind of um, cheated the game by was, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Laker, you know? Like, I want to do this because I'm a Laker. And they still lowballed him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he fed into our, like, our mystique. He He's one of us. He fed into our own hubris. Exactly. <laughs> and it still didn't work. He must be like, what the hell? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I was told that this is like the the, the, the key to get here. I know. Karambas <laughs> averaged like five points a game is like the vice president. You know, I want a ring. I just. <laughs> I was told there would be Lakers exceptionalism. Is there no yeah. Lakers exceptionalism? Are we fresh out of that? <laughs> I was told there would be excess of that. <laughs> Oh my god. Excess. Excess. Lakers exceptional. <laughs> There's something else, and I might be thinking too much into this. I might be tinfoiling, tinfoil hat. You're this. probably not. Um, it, it's the way that they leaked that they liked Tyloo and then right. leaked that he wanted too much money. It's the way that they leak that, you know, Phil Jackson and Kurt Rambis are aware of what oversized superstardom can do to your team it's the way that they leak that genie uh you know thought about trading lebron because of the rich paul uh anthony davis stuff it's the way the way that they leak this stuff and, and and put that stuff into the airwaves it makes me feel like they're almost more focused on like humbling lebron yeah. And like yeah. humbling the idea of a superstar that you have control of us or in any sense exactly yeah. Ex- and and one that's just not modern times no. that's just not that's backwards no. that's not how the NBA works the NBA is a superstars league yes um, but also there's no there's no precedent for that in the Lakers like when Co- when Kobe was upset we traded Shaq mm-hmm. like <laughs> and we said here like well, this is your team. When Kobe was acting a fool and wanted to be traded to Chicago, we explored every possible deal. And, and Jerry Buss sat down with him and said, look, man, I can't trade you because I'm never going to get another you. So we're going to figure this out. So I don't understand why LeBron comes all of a sudden. And now we feel the need to to to, to teach a lesson, especially a lesson taught by Kurt Rambis and Phil Jack like what what lesson can Kurt Rambis teach LeBron James about humility like what what lesson like why is Phil Jackson having influence teaching LeBron James and Rich Paul about humility like we should be celebrating the fact that this guy's on our team not looking for the opportunity to minimize his influence and his effect and diminish his accomplishments and his basketball genius what is going on? Uh, yeah, have, have you guys heard like the saying where some somebody who lies so much they believe their own yep. lies? Like, yes. and that's so they're true not even, too. Yeah, not even consciously anymore. They're just believing mm-hmm. it. I think that's what this is. Like, I, I hear a lot that LeBron's not a Laker yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not in their mystique. He's not part of their glory days. And, 
to them he won 35 games right so he's not involved yet into he's not one of them yet he doesn't know what so it he's is still, to be a laker exactly 100% and they still see him as this outsider trying to bring cleveland with him which is just absolutely absurd but that's what i believe is going on they don't see him as not they don't not respect him they just don't see him as one of them yet I'm dying to know what LeBron thinks of this whole situation. A report came out that LeBron told them he wants nothing to do with the coaching search, right? Yeah. So, I mean, LeBron is passive-aggressive. I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm certain he says that, and then, like, he, he has his guys, like, go tell them kind of little information. Um, but I just, I don't get it. Like, every other franchise, like you said, will appease to their superstars. Like, I have no doubts the Warriors go up to Steph Curry and ask him what he wants in certain situations. Like, I don't know, like... Portland with Damian you just that's what you do like you said Kobe they traded Shaq because of Kobe like you just (laughs) you literally have to appease your superstar that's what when they come to your team LeBron chose us over 29 other teams the and regardless of whether it was for movies or whatnot that he came here he ended up coming here we haven't had a superstar in a long time so why treat him like this now when or like why try to humble him now (laughs) that a superstar finally decided to come here the Bucks told Giannis they were going to fire Jason Kidd before they fired Jason Kidd. <laughs> exactly. Like like you said, it's just not today's game. The Minnesota Timberwolves fired Tom Thibodeau because like, Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, them two didn't get along. Like This is just how the league works. You work with your superstar. Exactly. And I get it. I think because like, a lot of the reports saying that they're worried about the younger guys on the team and like making sure they oh, know man. it's not just LeBron's team. But I guarantee you the younger guys know, like, hey, that's LeBron James. They probably have to, like, also appease him. Regard- yeah. <laughs> like, they understand. So I know that LeBron's passive-aggressive, and he historically likes to, you know, play the this-isn't-my-job game, even though he takes it upon himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a different opinion of that just because, like, Rich Paul knows what's going on, right? Rich Paul talks to Rob Palenka. Yeah. Rich Paul probably has talked to Kurt Rambis Probably Genie, too, because there's only, like, four people at the top of the organization. Um, You know, like, so LeBron knows what's going on. And maybe he's not getting involved because he knows that they're making a mockery out of everything they do. And he just doesn't want his name attached to these processes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's if if he says, yeah, I want Ty Lue. Okay, well, then they don't hire Ty Lue. Then the Lakers are going against LeBron. And LeBron tried to force us to hire Ty Lue. And if he says, like, don't hire Ty Lue... Like there's nothing, nothing good can come of it only because of the way and the processes that this front office uses to go about their business. If LeBron gets involved in that circus, then we're going to drag his name through the mud too. <laughs> One more point, um, just because on the humility piece, um, because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I really do feel that way. I, I feel that, that they're, they're trying to, the genie, genie had leaks come out. And during the season that that she was afraid of of LeBron's quote unquote power and and I, if she feels that way, there's no doubt that Linda and Kurt feel that way because they're the triumvirate of incompetence right now. And we know already that Phil Jackson does not think LeBron should have as much power as as he does. That was part of his whole posse comment, uh, right. you know, a few years ago. And I really feel like they're they're using this opportunity, and I don't know if it's personal. It seems personal. I don't know, but or, or it could just be like you know structural. They could just you know in terms of cementing the hierarchy of front office coach player. Um, but uh-huh. it really feels like they're trying to give LeBron, Rich Paul, and like players 
the players on the team, players in general, a lesson in humility. But in reality, what they're giving is Laker fans a lesson in humility because exactly. we were on our high horses. We thought we had LeBron. Everything was good. And, and you know, we, we could we like people forget like this. This organization has been dysfunctional. This is the same team that had like a press conference where Jerry Buss said that, you know, Jerry West was the coach and Jerry West was at the podium like, I'm not the f- coach pat riley's the coach and pat riley's like i'm the coach and this happened in front of the press in the 80s you know what i'm saying so we've always had issues with with you know hierarchy and structure and and i think because we won championships and because we got lebron and because you know we we hired luke walton who broke a record for consecutive wins with the Warriors. like we we we, everything was plated in gold right everything was fool's gold and now like it's a lesson in humility for us because we're realizing that there's just it's just covered in gold like this this stuff is rotten at at its core you know what i really hope if a let's just say Kawhi leonard joins the lakers i really hope people don't go wow i can't believe the lakers management got him no that's not lakers management getting him. that is not lakers management getting him i do i hope that like that part doesn't attach to them i'll just say that's exactly what will happen though they're just gonna be like yeah he got it they got him I was thinking, like, there's a reason why Kyrie could come to the team. Because Kyrie would just, like, Kyrie would take one meeting with the Lakers, sign a four-year deal, and in the press conference just be like, I mean, when you're very much woke, there's no such thing as front offices, so I don't really care what's going on right now. (laughs) Front offices don't exist when you're you're focused on your true purpose and your true nature, so. I feel like he loves chaos, and this would be, like, just peak. Kyrie to just come into this with like flames being thrown at him all around and he does not care. What would cause Guns more, blazing. What would yeah. cause more chaos? Him joining the Lakers? Like a Celtic joining the Lakers or would it be him joining KD in the Knicks? I think him joining the Lakers for sure. I don't even think it's a Celtic. It's just him rejoining LeBron and him being just like a weird dude while the Lakers are just in total flames. He just comes in and says, yeah, I'll sign here. <laughs> it's so funny. When I saw all those reports about Kyrie... My initial mm-hmm. thought, like that second I saw it, my initial thought was, ah, but I really want Kawhi, right? Like, cause like then they wouldn't yeah. be able to give Kawhi a contract. And the second I said that to myself, I was like, hold up, just be happy with anyone. I just, <laughs> I was like, I can't even think like that. All right, let's move forward. That, we're, I, I, I got sad again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Ali, yes. you were at the Lakers protest mm-hmm. in front of Staples. Yes, sir. Do you want to share some some of your experience with us and the listeners absolutely absolutely uh yes i went to go uh see the lakers protests on friday and mm-hmm. when i got there i got there at at first off i was scared that laker that uh the parking lots around staples were going to raise their prices because of this so i found decent parking for ten dollars about uh about not too far like a 10 minute walk uh so i got there exactly at 12 and when i got there there weren't that many people they were i would say there was about 40 uh, people there and they were starting chants like um uh fi- or fire rambus and then don't hire kid uh and then like i, I swear i i put this in, the- in a video i made it was just like a wwe entrance out of the corner of my eye i saw all these like high school kids walking into the ring with like these these signs and just like chants and everything and they just entered mm-hmm. into the crowd and like as soon as they got in there, that's when I would say the protest truly started because they caused it to go like crazy and like the media was eating it up because there was media like filming in the middle of it, but there were so many standing to the back when they before those kids came where they're like, is this worth it? 
or should we just like film it from the back? And as soon as they entered in, you saw them all rush into the middle because they were like, all right, this is what we want. Wow. And so, uh, which is fair. Like I've, I've said it's totally fair and understandable for them to do that because those kids, they, first off, they were loud and like they were entertaining regardless of what they were saying or not, they were entertaining and that's what people want to see. So I understand it from their standpoints of like wanting to capture that and wanting to post about them. Uh, but they were legit. They were, there were fans there that like genuinely had concerns and really were like frustrated about the front office. I had a conversation with one of the guys on the side and he was just telling me how like in his whole entire life, like as a like, and he was like older. I think he was like in his like forties. He was like, I genuinely have never been like, so, and I, I said this too, but I'm 23. I had never been so disappointed just because there's literally no structure. There's nothing, there's like every day it's like a flip-flop they've he hasn't heard of any positive news in a long time it's just there's no direction whatsoever so there were fans who like legit wanted like were there for the right reasons and it's funny because i found out uh, just from a reddit uh, ama uh the the fan who was saying all that stuff about lebron he wasn't even truly a laker fan uh he uh he said how he was there to support his friends and like none of them knew that they were going to be the faces of the of the Lakers protest. So when they realized that they just made it theirs. Um, but yeah, I also went I also went Saturday because I went and I was like, I wanted to interview more uh, fans for my video because I, I genuinely wanted to like get like legit responses from people and everything. And <laughs> I went and there was like about two fans sitting next to there. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, maybe maybe it'll start a little later. I went to my car and came back like 30 minutes later and there was nobody. So I was like, oh, guess Saturdays isn't happening. I respect you for going out there twice, actually. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I That was $10 gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring your own signs this time or like how? how uh, no, I, this, t- this time I, no, no. Both times I did not. But <laughs> um, I, I definitely, you know, I, I supported by wearing my Laker socks. <laughs> i think the, those i feel like those kids got most of the coverage from like national media outlets oh mm-hmm. i you have no when when the ringer was interviewing them they legit were asking him questions that they knew would like garnish or get get a response from them that like they would love like oh really yeah like what did they ask like i remember one of the questions was legit just lebron like i think one of them was like what are your thoughts i forgot what it was exactly so i don't want to like say it incorrectly but i remember it was like targeted it was a question that targeted about Uh-oh. lebron like they knew like they knew <laughs> that like first off it's the protest the protest is supposed to be about management why yeah. did you, why ask a question about lebron it's like a psychologist <laughs> yeah, like lebron yeah. missed 20 games this year <laughs> yeah. how does that make you yeah, feel yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Your dad had magic. You had uh, your your brother, older brother had Kobe. <laughs> you have LeBron. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh man, I I feel bad because I kind of hyped it up. I thought there would be a bunch of people because oh, I saw Sports Center, Bleacher Report, um, all these places. The Ringer picked it up. There was so I'm like. I'm like, be careful, everyone out there, you know? <laughs> Everyone's, like, tweeting me, dude, there's, like, 10 people, 50 people here. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was there was one on uh, there was one on Reddit uh, for Saturday's protest. It was one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I, like, wanted to go is because people were, like, hyping it up on Reddit. And mm-hmm. I, sh- like, <laughs> it was 12 o'clock and I saw no one was there and I checked Reddit. <laughs> and one of the top comment on, like, the, there's, it, on the, the top post was, like, 
There's 668 uh, RSVP'd for Saturday's for Saturday's uh, protest, and then the top comment was like, "Everybody, please be safe out there." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, I'll be safe." <laughs> if there's one thing I will be, it will be safe. <laughs> um, quick question for you both, uh, Ali. Mm-hmm. I guess you first because you were there. Um, do you do you feel like this help or hurt? the Lakers front office and Jeannie's like perception of, of the situation right now? Like, do you feel like it helped to have people out there or do you feel like it hurt for there to be all this noise about a protest? And then like, it was more so, you know, a troll. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it hurt. Cause I think I genuinely think in like two days, nobody's going to, it's already died down in two days. Nobody's going to be talking about it anymore. But so I think it was a good thing. I don't think I don't think the coverage was a bad thing at all. Like the guy, the guy who started the protest, he even said they asked him if if he's like, are you happy with it? And he's like, well, I got what I wanted, which was media coverage for this. So at the end of it, it is people talking about Lakers protesting about like, even though they have clips of those kids talking about LeBron and stuff like that, it is Laker fans pissed off with management, and that does get to Genie and. If I, well, I believe that affects Jeannie in a way where she starts to think about it a little bit more, even though then she has people in her ear saying it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does good. Like I, I, when when people went out to protest, I understood it. Like I, I totally get it. Yeah, I thought it was good too. They were talking about the radio, and Sedano said like they got five news stations to show up in like one day, you know, on short notice. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that's a big deal. My problem is that it's just too easy for like as you said, someone like Rambis or even Phil to be like, oh, look at this, you know, this, they aren't really mad. This was like a joke, yeah. you know? Oh. I feel like it's just too easy for that. Like, I feel, I, I'm glad they did it. Like, I respect anyone who went out mm-hmm. down there and um, voiced their opinions. I just feel like we can do this a little better, like, in the future if we want to plan it again. But I think it was great. I think, it, I don't think it hurt at all, like you said, Ali. I think it helped in somewhat, like, Jeannie, like, like we, pro- like, someone actually went down and protested in the middle of a Friday afternoon. Yeah. People are mad. Yeah, and you put that perfectly. I truly believe, like, Rambus or, like, someone like Phil Jackson saw that and just, like, chuckled and then changed channel. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it didn't it didn't bother them at all. But for someone like Jeannie, who I think Laker fans were mainly trying to target mm-hmm. there just to, like, get her attention, I think that does the job pretty well. What about you, Rick? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of... I hear what both of you guys are saying. I kind of thought it would hurt when I initially saw it. And and maybe this is just like having an outsider perspective, just because I feel like the one reason that, that they continued on their, their modus operandi is because they don't take the outside noise seriously mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if they didn't take, if, if I don't, I don't know. Have there ever been any protests outside of stables ever? I can't, I, I can't think of any, I was actually going to look that up as we were talking. I don't, think there has but i'm not a hundred percent sure never for the lakers though at least not the last six at least not eight years that i've been watching since or since 2010 so yeah, i haven't seen anything yeah not that not that i can think of i don't i don't think there has has been to be honest with you so so i I feel like for that to be like the first thing Mm -hmm. um they you know they they kind of it allows them to sort of take sit back on their laurels a little bit and be like, see, that no one knows what they're talking about. And like, it's yeah. not that big a deal. It's people don't really like, we're, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm very glad that the people that you featured in your, in your videos and the people you talked to, they were serious. And, and hopefully, I mean, it's, it's the, it's sensationalist 
um, you know, social media nowadays. So like the kid skipping school gets most of the attention, but hopefully people see the actual Laker fans who care and, and hear their hear their words and opinions. I had I have this video. It was really interesting. <laughs> I have this video of the, uh, one of the one of the younger. I don't think I posted it. I'm not sure if I did. I think I I'm, I have no idea. But it was this. It was one of the younger fans. And he was saying how Lakers needed Ty Lue. So I was like getting that on film because I was like, that's that's a solid point. And so uh, he was saying that and one guy came in the middle and he just goes, you know, you know who Lakers need? Jason Kidd. And he talked for like five more seconds and then I clicked end on my record. I was like, no, not not putting this. <laughs> this will not be featured. No. My my thing is though, like Dave McManaman and all these other people have been going on the radio, like screaming fire, like not scream, but basically saying you need to fire Palinka. Richard Jefferson went out, uh, NBA player, and said you need to fire Palinka. If they don't, if they don't listen to them, you know, I just that's my thing. There have been so many, and it's like all summer you've been hearing how other teams and other people just don't like Raw Palinka, don't want to yeah. work with Raw Palinka, all that. What makes I like? I just don't get like. I, I understand maybe she's in her in her mind she might be thinking like that's Kobe's agent I, I don't want to like make Kobe angry and then also like Rob Plinka I've become friends with him and Linda Rambis likes him and is friends with him I understand that but in a sense it's like it's also your business and you have to yeah. take care of your business and if you know that someone who is very high in your business is does not get along well with other teams that's just not good for business and you just yeah i yeah i don't understand that aspect of it either did you guys see kuzma's post yeah. about the protest <laughs> yeah calling it seven people with pitchforks yeah which totally missed the whole point we weren't even protesting i him, think which... i think he was defending genie in that with that post i don't think he uh, at least this is how i took it i felt like yeah. he was defending genie when he said that at least that again like i said that's how i took it yeah i didn't even think about that but that mean i mean because the like players are different right like yeah genie is his boss like she gave him a job you yeah know? rob gave him a job yeah and it it's, seems um, like they're really close to it does yeah it's the way he worded it though like seven people outside of where i work <laughs> yeah yeah I don't, I, it, he did it was it was a weird tweet yeah definitely yeah i mean it could be seen as like i don't know maybe he's like you know we we didn't make the playoffs people thought we should have you know, maybe mm-hmm. he's adding that on to the to the front office mess, because you know, if if people are protesting your organization, yeah, like you're not going to be like, oh, they're just protesting the Rambuses. It's not uh, just that's, me. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. Probably felt it some way. Yeah. Which is a shame because they, I, he's the last person I'm protesting. Yeah. yeah. That's why but, when that's why the way at least that's how I thought of it because I was like, there's no way he thinks that it's him because I know that's like how it reads like when i read it even i was just like do you think it's you but like for example when he said uh like just relax and go tell your family you love them we good i i genuinely think he like he really likes genie so he's just saying like hey guys relax we're okay yeah i hope so yeah (laughs) same (laughs) i certainly hope so to be fair i would be i'd be terrified by a seven man pitchfork if they were outside my work my, I don't even like pitchforks in general. That's a yeah. scary. That's like a trident. That's like Poseidon, and I can't swim. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I literally like because my work is my home, kind of. Like I work from home, so if they came yeah. outside my house with pitchforks, I'd be terrified. That'd be that'd be a very different situation. Yeah. <laughs> we need more videos, Ali. I would I would I would talk outside my because uh, I have a ring in front of my door. I'd go outside my ring and be like, Hey, uh, 
You guys got a problem? What's wrong? <laughs> I'm not going to come out there, but we can talk through here. Have you have you guys seen the, uh, the SpongeBob episode Rock Bottom? Have any, either of you seen seen that? Uh, you got to probably you have. Gotta, you got to explain, explain the episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's it's where he like he's, he's all alone like downtown. Got it. Got it. And, yep. like, and, he, and he hears somebody. He's like, "Don't come any closer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me if that happened. I'd be like, "No, no, stay away." Yeah, yeah. I remember, I'm warning you. I remember that episode kind of like I'm. Kind, I was younger. That episode kind of frightened me. I was just like, "Damn, like that—that that is kind of terrifying." <laughs> no, that was definitely scary. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, I bet you—you you know how you'll—you'll you'll see people on Twitter like make like funny movie or something into a scary trailer. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. someone can make a scary trailer for that episode. <laughs> In fact, I want to see. Wow, that. yeah. I'll, Chop it up with some creepy music. Yeah, exactly. I want to see that. I want to see that. Or like a live action SpongeBob, like they did with like Pikachu. That would be pretty scary. There was a live action Pikachu. Yeah, like the Detective Pikachu movie. That's oh, out, oh, that. It? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, right. You're right. Yeah. I was that... like, bro, how'd you miss that? Yeah, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, my mind, my mind was. Well, yeah, you know, no. I, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I mean, Vogel's head coach, Jason Kidd's associate head coach, or excuse me, assistant coach, but we know what the deal is. Um, Genie and the Rambi and Phil, and uh, let's just hope LeBron doesn't ask for a trade. I was I was thinking something. Do you remember in like our first episode we said like we were doing a deal with the devil signing LeBron? Yeah. You remember that? And we we're like, oh, we're gonna have to appease to his whims. And um, what if LeBron's the one that signed the deal with the devil? Like, like we are actually, we are actually, we are actually the one. Yeah, we are actually the ones like <laughs> the bad part of the side. <laughs> you know what? You make a solid point there. <laughs> that could totally be it. Wow. 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 We've really come full circle. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes, it was dark, but. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Wow. That's that's scary. The draft lottery is on Tuesday. (laughs) Mm hmm. And, like, I would just. (laughs) Koo's going to bring us some good luck. Uh, I would just love for the media storm that would occur if the Lakers got the number one pick. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, dude! If two percent chance. If they got the number one pick, I think that would be like people would be arguing about that until the draft lottery. I mean, until the 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 draft. Yeah, saying things like rig. Yeah, and things like that. Yeah, and like yeah. I guarantee you, some like owners would actually ask for an investigation. Ernst and Young would have to like release the 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 audit files of how it's not rigged. So, like they would legitimately have to do what that. What if the I mean, what if the NBA like they, they they grab the ball for the first pick and they see Lakers and they look around <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we're just gonna put this back in there. We do not need this media storm." Oh man! <laughs> I mean, the Cavs won like number one pick three out of the four years there's just, that LeBron wasn't there. I mean, But there's why such not? a difference between Lakers and Cavs. Like, if the Lakers yeah, were to get true. the first pick with those odds, like, it would just be totally different. Didn't the didn't the Bulls, weren't the Bulls when they got Derrick Rose, they weren't supposed to get that pick or something like that? Yeah, I believe yeah. it was low, too. Yeah, yeah it was it's super just, low. Yeah, it's, just it's like a 0.8% chance yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 Like, do you guys... So when, there's hope. When you guys, when you guys do the um, draft lottery simulation online, how many tries does it take till you get, like, the Lakers to get number one pick? I haven't done it yet. What? Nah, I'm I'm just waiting till the lottery. I'm 
I've done it like five times recently. Mm-hmm. Once we were, we got on the second time. Once we got on the oh, third wow. time, and we're slotted for the eleventh pick right now. And one time I simmed mm-hmm. it eleven times, and we got it the eleventh time, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> hey, it's Rick, too spooky." Your dream of getting bowl bowl is like getting closer and closer. <laughs> like honestly, though, like honestly, though, legit. They, there's a there's. I feel like there's a decent chance. Yeah, we need a center. So yeah, but we he's he's a he's a work in progress. Yeah, he's raw. Yeah, he's super like raw. he him and Ingram fit right in. Then him and Ingram are going to be on the same diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, hell, Mitchell Robinson led the league in blocks after not playing college basketball for a whole year. So yeah, yeah, but Mo Wagner went to Michigan. So like, oh, why must you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, other basketball teams now. We got two game sevens today. I don't think people are going to hear this before Denver Portland. No, they no. might hear this in between Denver Portland and Philly Toronto. Ooh, okay. Oh, that fast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, Rick. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to. I'm know. legit. This is going to be on the podcast. When people are listening to this, they're going to see whether you are right or wrong. It's like two weeks later. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the finals are over. What the hell? <laughs> the Lakers have already drafted John Morant. What are you talking about? I'll meme it. Like, I'll, it'll be me saying, like, uh, I'm going to hold you to that. And then two weeks later, from the SpongeBob. And then it's just the, the date of it coming out. Oh, my God. No, no, not going to happen. So that way, that the only the main reason why is because I want us to make uh, predictions for Philly Toronto. And that way people can have those predictions in mind. Ooh, mm, okay. okay. Which reminds me, we still um, got to do a free agent episode where we guess what free agents are going where. Yeah, we'd that still do. We, I, if the Lakers stop causing us stress, maybe we can get to <laughs> we also some have creative our, content. We also have our playoff brackets. We should take a look at that pretty soon and see how wow. we're doing. Oh, yeah. I had like the that, Lakers in the Western yeah. Conference Finals or something yeah, like that. I had, oh, I had, my like, God. I had Lakers in Western Conference Finals, too. I think it was I think it was the second round of Western Conference Finals. I know they went past the first round. Yeah. How wrong were we? Or we could just burn the tapes. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that okay, idea cool. a lot. My my tweet um, too. Can we can we go along with my tweet where I said that no. Lakers would like win twenty three and five in the last their last games or something? I, I want to get that and printed. five. <laughs> I'm gonna get it printed and framed on my wall. Listen, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that, please. I'm I'm begging you. This that that tweet hurts me. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna get a selfie of you with it framed on the wall. <laughs> oh man all right guys game sevens who's got them all right portland they're taking it home they're winning game seven then philly toronto i personally want philly to win because i want obviously like i feel like you both do too you want Kawhi to be eliminated or toronto to be eliminated so Kawhi just doesn't get happy there but i'm taking toronto so i'm taking portland and toronto i'm i'm taking portland as well i think they win i think dame takes it I actually want Toronto to win, what? and I think they would. <laughs> I, look, we are in so much crap. I can't even think about that. I want to enjoy Giannis versus Kawhi. Like, I think I deserve that. I want to see Giannis play Kawhi in a series. You don't want to see I, Giannis versus Embiid? Not as much as I want to see Giannis versus Kawhi. I know. Kawhi. I'm just trying to sell you. And I was trying to think of something <laughs> that I could sell you with. Uh, nah, I think Toronto does take it, though. You're Jimmy Butler. You want Jimmy Butler on the Lakers, don't you? Oh, no. Kawhi, I welcome you. 
I'm on record as saying like Jimmy Butler wouldn't be a plan B and considering we got Jason Kidd, who I also said wouldn't be a plant bad plan B. So we're going to have Jimmy Butler and Jason Kidd next year. I'm speaking <laughs> into existence, not out of desire, out of pure happenstance. Um, I'm going with Portland and Philly. I think, I think Dame's just having a magical run. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, and I want, I want to see that. Although I would love to see Jokic against the Warriors. That would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a Denver hater, so I, but now I like I enjoy watching them play basketball, so I'll be happy with whatever. But Portland, uh, that's who I want to win. And then I'm actually going with Philly. Oh, I think yeah. I think talent wins out. Like I know Toronto has the best player in the series, mm-hmm. but I think Philly's got the next four out of five. That's true. Also, you don't, you don't have Kyle really... Lowry a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I, I'm pretty sure I have him below Pascal. <laughs> Uh, no disrespect no i'm totally kidding um <laughs> uh also i think philly versus milwaukee would be weirdly kind of like the same kind of dynamic yeah. as philly against toronto like there's this one singular guy on the other team who's outrageous and it's about the rest of the guys like filling in around him except milwaukee's a lot more cohesive as a roster mm. and as a and like in the way they play basketball philosophy was so i feel like philly getting Philly succeeding over Toronto will sort of like set them up to figure out how to play Milwaukee and we'll get like a battle-tested Philly finally figuring out how to play together versus like a cohesive and rolling Milwaukee. And that would just be like, again, Giannis versus like all these other guys, like Michael Jordan versus the Monstars, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it would be pretty, pretty entertaining series. So Portland and Philly for me. And if you make that bet on FanDuel, which I can't do because of my job, but if you make that bet $100 on Portland and Philly, you can win $858. <laughs> wait, wait. Parlay. Two-team well, parlay. You put 100 on Portland and Philly? Yeah, but it has oh, to be okay. a parlay, so they oh, both have you to gotta, win. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, so you know how I, I, I truly do believe Toronto wins, but the finals matchup that I really want, though, is Philly against the Warriors because I feel like that has the most drama-filled finals and i still think warriors take that home but yeah just seeing something like Embiid versus draymond and just all the trash talk that goes down there i think i that's like the finals matchup i really want i'd rather see milwaukee but i could see that 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 would be a fun matchup too yeah i think i would rather see milwaukee but mainly because i didn't think about that until you just said it ali yeah. and now i'm like super excited yeah. for it because they're kind of like it's like the gritty philly like yeah. we're a huge yeah. all big and physical versus like the jump shooting motion beautiful basketball team like the upstart who ha- just is making it to the finals for the first time since yeah. in like almost 20 years versus like the reigning champions yeah that's a great story See, that's but here's the thing i have so many different feelings the team that i would want to win it all though is milwaukee like everyone wants to see mm-hmm. Giannis win it all but that's if I had to choose a finals matchup just for like pure enjoyment, I think it would be those two. Yeah, I like that Philly like talk, you know, yeah. like they, they like, like Milwaukee would just beat you, and then well, Giannis like screams after a dunk sometimes, but they'll just like beat you nicely, you know, they'll kill you with threes, and then mm-hmm. they're out. But Philly will like let you know about it. Like Embiid will be like pointing to his head, I'm in your head, and shit like that. So. We already saw a Steph Curry versus George Hill matchup in the finals. We don't need to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, kidding. Wait, oh, wow. I forgot. <laughs> Yo, I just blanked. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Last yeah. year, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that just shows you how, like, disappear the disappearing act George Hill in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but, you know, just like Rodney Hood, apparently guys leave Cleveland, get a, get a little Dude. shine on them after playing with LeBron. They, they siphon off some of LeBron's talent and 
Ronnie Hood has been killing it. Is he? Is it a contract year? It is. Ooh. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal in Portland. So. He's about to not get paid. I'm not gonna say he gets paid, but he's gonna he's gonna get himself a longer contract next season. I know. He, oh no, he's getting paid. <laughs> he's absolutely getting say, paid. You think paid? <laughs> around, you might end up on the Lakers. No, no, <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that. Don't. They need shooters. Uh, yeah. But like, what what do you think his contract would be next season? Well, there's like a ton of teams with space. I believe this summer, right? I think he gets like 10 million a year. Sheesh. No. Is that too much? No, for I mean, no, I think I think you're right. I, I think you're yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I uh, I would guess like I, my my number is like seven to eight million for him. He ain't getting Terrence Ross money. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. <laughs> nope. Terrence Ross shouldn't be getting Terrence Ross money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. La- last two. Uh. Last two topics, real quick. I just want to do a a, a post mortem for uh. For that Houston Golden State series and for Houston in general. Um, oh yeah, guys, this is the second year in a row where they had a chance to to do something, and they like I don't like to use this term, but they really did like snatch defeat from the jaws of victory twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years in a row. Um, and you look at their cap sheet, and it's and it's it. it I, I, I I'm speechless. Um, so like, where do they go from here? Like, you got to trade Capella, right? But or, to where? Or, like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you think they got to trade Capella? I mean, that's their only. Like, yeah, that's their only move that they can okay. literally. Nobody's trading no for Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I agree. So they have and Chris like, Paul, Harden, and then Capella and Tucker signed for next year. And Tucker makes less money, and Tucker ends up playing the five in important games anyway. Yeah. So it's like, here's my thing. You, gotta, like, you think you think it becomes a different series if you plug in Trevor Reza on the Rockets? I don't think it would hurt. No, yeah, definitely. Like, I hurt. feel like they could have. They played seven guys that whole series. Yeah, that's it was their that, starting lineup: Austin Rivers and Iman Shumpert. I don't think it. their bench, like Austin Rivers, was again. I don't. Austin Rivers in the playoffs is just a different. Like he's. I actually think Austin Rivers is a bit underrated. I think I actually kind of like his game, but yeah, I think their their problem wasn't Capella. I think it was their one. The, the their biggest issue was their depth. Yeah, I, I think that they just too. didn't have too many people to throw out there. Secondly, if they had, like, they have P.J. Tucker, but I feel like they needed more shooters out there. Because, like, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't want to. I feel like Gerald Green didn't have a great series shooting-wise. But, again, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't I don't, I don't know if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, No, he was bad. I think he had yeah. A, a, yeah, I think he had, like, a game where he hit a couple. And other than that, no. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, I don't think Capella was the problem in that series. I just no. think. There's someone making twenty million dollars who you don't play <laughs> yeah. in your in your best moments, and you need, like you said, like I think my point was your point. You need multiple players, yeah. so like you got to trade Capella for like a couple wings or something. I mean, to be fair, also like just to just to side with you, I can I understand that too because, for example, when the Rockets played Fareed, they weren't too bad either at center. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like with James Harden and with Chris Paul. There's a lot of centers you can plug in, like maybe JaVale, who you can kind of make, you know, can work with. Have you guys heard, like, to make making a change just to make a change? Like, you know, people, yes. sometimes people do that. I feel like they have to do that, though, right? Like, you can't run this back again, can you? Like, it's... Well- they made themselves patently worse yeah. from last year to this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's true. Yeah. 
I was gonna say, did you guys hear the Kobe kind of interview from Rachel? She said like this kind of style yeah. won't win. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Like, is it the style? Do you think? Or I like, think I think it is too high, so heavy. I think it is. I think I think in today's NBA that doesn't work. It just you can't just keep trusting that because teams in this regular season teams don't figure it out that well. Yeah. But in the playoffs, you have seven games with that against that team. You start and you really work on your film with them, and you really learn their tactics. Yeah, I think in the regular season it works. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's not something that works. Mm. Kind of like, kind of like I don't know. Ben Simmons has been struggling, similar yeah. to his game, where his type of game works in the regular season. In the playoffs, it kind of gets figured out. Yeah, I I don't necessarily think you can't win with it mm-hmm. because they were like a Chris Paul hamstring away from winning with it last year. That's true. But like, I think everything has to go right. Mm-hmm. Like. And maybe that maybe that's part of the problem, right? But like you can't like last year they 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 would have I believe they would have won. Like they missed twenty seven straight three pointers. Yeah, you make two of those, they win the game. Um, but you can't make yourself worse. Like Chris, but that's like Chris Paul can't get injured. You can't give up three of your best like three and D wings yeah. and like run it back. Like it, it you. They want to play this specific style, but they're not putting themselves in the best position to win with that specific style. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just sad. Um, real quick, actually, just because we're here, my friend just texted me a, a hoops hype article on as that that is a post mortem for the Rockets, mm-hmm. and he says that um, Kevin Love should be a trade target for the Houston Rockets to <laughs> sort of it it allows them to open up the floor a little bit from their four position, and if they get a cheap defensive five, um, he can sort of like cover and rim protect and be the the guy who switches on the on the pick and rolls. And sort of covers for Kevin Love a little bit. They'd be just adding another in, uh, older injury prone player though, yeah. by doing that. Like, like I understand how he fits, and that I actually think that works, but that's yeah. a huge risk to take. I think that's the problem with the Rockets right now. They don't have like you're not going to be able to trade for anyone yeah. who's going to like be young and yeah. like dynamic. Like you're going to have to trade for a guy like Kevin Love, who because what do they have to offer the Rockets? Exactly. Yeah, they don't have that much. They don't have their picks either, I don't think. Right? <laughs> Do they not have their picks? I, I don't believe so. Let me check. But. I'm going to look right now, but I don't believe that they have many uh, many of their draft picks. Uh, so they, they have their 2020 first-round pick. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 2021. They got 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, not... Oh, they're good. Okay. They, just, they don't have any seconds, okay. and they don't have theirs this year. Okay. Yeah. So they'll be all right. But still, like I mean, yeah. they're going to they're going to finish with 55 60 wins. Yeah. So those picks don't really. So yeah, like I, I just feel like I've seen this, Yeah, I've seen this movie end like three the same way three straight years, you know. And Yeah. Like James it's, Harden gets looks like he's dead at the end of the the games, like it's, Yeah. It's funny. I think it's different types of play styles, but I think it's similar scenarios where similar with Russell Westbrook it's just mm-hmm. they they've got to change up their games yeah. to a certain way. Like it just doesn't work in the playoffs. That's a great comparison. Although I think it's on a different level. Westbrook, um, the ceiling's lower, right? Yes, With yes, his yes, style yeah. of play, but yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because I I just I don't like the ISO heavy like play style for today's NBA. I don't think it, I don't think it works. And Steph was legendary, right? In that quarter, holy yeah. crap! Gosh. Like what the hell? That yeah, was just was... insane. 
Steph, Steph, <laughs> I, he was having a religious experience. On the it was incredible. It was like the beginning of the third quarter. And I remember tweeting, "Steph's in his own head," and then Steph <laughs> oh, went yeah, on that run, that. and I and I quote tweeted, and "I was like, Steph's out of his own head. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Houston's head now. He yeah, like, yeah, transferred exactly. it." <laughs> wow. Well, we'll we'll see what we'll see what Houston does, and I, I, like Golden State, I'm just hoping for a a um, competitive. Western Conference Finals. Yep. That's all I care Same. about. Same. Yeah. Boston, however, in a in a weirdly different and yet similar situation where it's like we don't know where they go from here. But unlike the Rockets, who it depends to solely on what they want to do with their roster, Boston is completely in the hands of of Kyrie Irving right now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, they also have like an albatross as well, right? They have the Gordon Hayward contract. Gordon Hayward makes like thirty million for the next two years. Um, that's a contract that's untradeable yeah yeah like maybe maybe in a year it'll be but that that's just uh it sucks to say that that's an albatross <laughs> but it, it is like there's yeah th- there's not a lot of teams who are going to be willing to take H- that houston on. and uh the rock i mean houston the rockets <laughs> houston and the celtics just like make a deal and just be like let's just try something different let's do gorn hayward for chris ball <laughs> i mean honestly, what if they leave what if they what if Kyrie leaves That's and it. Horford leaves? Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, well, all right, we need a center. Capella's only making 18 million. We were just paying Horford 18 million. We don't have to pay Kyrie. I don't you know? I don't think the war the Rockets do that deal. What? If they did Capella for uh Gordon Hayward? You don't think the Rockets do that deal? No, I don't think the Rockets do that deal. Oh man! Why would Houston do that? Well, not 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 this offseason. Oh, okay. no, not this offseason. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is contingent on on Gordon Hayward like showing some semblance of improvement over the course of the year, because yeah. the Rockets are not afraid of making in season trades. Um, why didn't they just trade for Jimmy Butler? Who? Sorry, I'm back on the Rockets. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. They didn't want to give up their four first round picks. Yep. Like what? Like oh, I was, I, I, they just. It, you, which didn't make sense, Raj, yeah, you, at all. Yeah, Raj, you said it. It's about ceilings, right? Yeah. And their ceiling was so high last year. It was. And they didn't live up to it, and they lowered it. Exactly. And then they refused to raise it back. And I just, I don't understand. They, like, that just frustrates well, me. I mean, they were asking for four first-round picks, right? Yeah. I think I you give that. You don't have your, you don't have, maybe you don't give four, but I mean. But that was like, those were the, they, that was one of the frameworks of the Yeah, deal, exactly. Right? It was like. So like there was I don't I I actually don't argue with that I actually think that's a like I support them for not accepting that trade I think four first round picks is wild imagine not having it is and that's like like even when the Lakers when the, when the Pelicans were asking for that many I was like mm-hmm. no there's no way like that no team should ever have to do that that's but very that's very true if if it's like I if it's like, like two the, first round picks then it's like okay I'm, I think no, it I, was that yeah because you can't trade right I don't think you could trade your pick every year it has to be every other year. So. It, it was two and swaps, yes. but but keep in mind it was like they were saying that if you if you want Jimmy and you're not giving us anything good back then we need yeah. all four picks yeah and like that PJ that, Tucker I but they could have given them like Eric Gordon yeah. and two because remember the Wolves wanted like win yes. now yeah. like the Wolves yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like those were the Thibodeau Wolves they weren't looking for like you know I was about to say like Isaiah Hartenstein but you, you get what I'm like mm-hmm. young guys <laughs> like they weren't looking for that like so. I anyway sorry I, I went backwards I apologize if I were them I, and I truly believe that Jimmy Butler could stay and like you know you're stuck with Chris Paul's contract mm-hmm. you have James Harden in like arguably the prime of his career 
you have to like do what you can at that moment. I would have like a good offer. I think they should have done is instead of like four first round picks, it was something like Eric Gordon, two first round picks and two second round picks, something like that. Yeah, I think that could have gotten yeah. it done. Although Eric Gordon was really good this series, he was. There, do you guys like the look of his shot? It's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, it goes in. It go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it works, but it's such I a. I can't make it's it. It's so weird. I can't make it on two K. Yeah, nope, nope. The timing's off. It's just like Dirk's shot. Dirk's well. shot for me and Kevin Garnett's awesome. shot for me was always hard. Yeah, it was hard to shoot with bigs anyway. Even with Kobe's shot one year, I forgot what year it was with two K. It was really weird. Oh. Because the release is so oh, yeah. late because he jumps so yeah. high. Can't make every shot a fadeaway, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, by the way, I figured out the fifth person for the uh, small ball five for 2K. Let's go. Ooh, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is the truth yeah. in 2K. Yep. Well, I mean, we just came full yep. circle. We finished out the small ball <laughs> <Yeah>. five. <laughs> um, there nothing, we go. No, nothing to do now but sign <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like I said, I'm kind of numb. I texted you guys this. I'm kind of numb to everything right now. So hopefully Tuesday brings me some. It'll be good news. Even if we just get 11, that means, you know, possibly bowl bowl. So I'll be happy regardless. This is true. I I, I know if we get bowl bowl, you're going to go off. Oh, I'm going to go off. I want the first pick. I'm so... Forget y'all. I want the first pick. Oh, I forgot. You did not want to trade it, right? You wanted to keep Zion. No, I want to keep Zion. Yes. Okay. You would trade. You guys said you would trade it for AD. I don't remember. Uh, I said I would trade for AD. If it's okay. just like the first pick for AD straight up, I would do it. Yeah, I would also do that. I'd, I would also do that. I'd keep Zion. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be presented with that problem in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As always, uh, to the listeners, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. If you have a free moment, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Push the button. Um, Push the button. <laughs> Because we're going to have some bonus content in the form of an alternate universe yes. podcast that we alluded to earlier mm-hmm. um, later on in the week uh, to 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 give you guys something since we uh we were, we were all just a little sad about the Lakers stuff, so we couldn't get together, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. this isn't the alternate universe? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> nope. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, um We will see what news the Lakers bring us um, before the next time we record. There will be something. There's always something. Some things. So, yeah. Until that next time, this has been The Forum. Peace. Peace.